people of God, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Friends, welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church, whether you are a longtime member or visiting with us in worship for the very first time. We welcome you. It is truly a delight to welcome you to worship this day. Today we are excited to be welcoming folks back into our sanctuary. It has been far too long and a much-waited-upon uh, much season to be together again. So we are delighted to see you and to welcome you into this sacred space. For those of you who would like to sign up for worship in the weeks to come, go to our website and you are more than welcome to sign up. We would love to see you for worship. Our website is www.mpcusa.org. Just a reminder for those in the pews today, we encourage you to keep your mask on for your entire time here in the sanctuary. But again, what a delight to welcome you back. We especially, who have been preaching to a camera, are delighted to see you. And those of you at home, thank you for joining us in worship. It is a joy, an absolute joy, to be worshiping with you this day. Friends, in these weeks after Easter, we continue to announce the good news of Easter and we journey alongside those early disciples as they encountered the risen Christ. And so may we, in our worship today, open ourselves to the good news that he is risen. He is risen indeed. Let us worship God together. Church who gathers both at home and in person, Please turn to your bulletin and join me in our responsive call to worship. Peace be with you, and also with you. Come and see the love that God has given to us. Come and see what it means to be children of God. Come with this hope that Christ's presence is real. With joy we come to see the Lord. Let us worship God together. We come to worship trusting in God's love in Jesus Christ. Confident of that love, let us confess our sins before God and one another. Wondrous God, we confess that at times our doubts and fears override our hope and faith. Forgive us when we lose sight of the joy of your love and instead fall into despair and gloom. Lift our spirits, Lord, and help us to remember the promise of new life here and now, not just the hope of resurrection for the future. We give thanks for your Son, Jesus the Christ, who continues to offer us new life, who continues to turn us around and upside down, who continues to break down the walls of death in our own life. Forgive us, restore us, and renew us. In the name of our risen Savior, Jesus the Christ, we pray.
The tomb is empty. The stone is rolled away. There is no darkness now, only light. God continues to renew us and restore us. We are forgiven, loved, and restored, receiving the gift and promise of new life and resurrection now. Go and share the wondrous news of God's love. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. young friends and hello there young at heart friends it is great to see all of you and I am wondering if you can help me find some things in the sanctuary I'm wondering where is our Easter tree and I believe it is right behind me and I am wondering where are the people in the sanctuary? There are some people behind me, and there are also some people in the pews. So my final question is, where is Jesus? Uh-oh. Where is Jesus? See, that's a good question, because in our Bible stories that we've been listening to over the past couple of weeks since Easter, and the Bible stories we're going to continue to listen to after this week before Pentecost, that's what the disciples are asking themselves. They're wondering, where is Jesus? Because on Easter, Jesus is no longer in the tomb, and they can't always find where Jesus is. Sometimes he shows up at their meals. Sometimes he shows up when they're walking with one another on a path. And sometimes he's not where they expect him to be. And so I would like to share with you a way that I try to be aware of where Jesus is in my life. When I'm wondering where Jesus is, I like to take a deep breath. I try to be as quiet as I can be. I listen to what is around me. I hear some birds. I hear the wind, the rustling of feathers. And I also try to hear where Jesus is inside me. The feelings that I might have, the things I'm excited about, the things I might be worried about. And when I take this deep breath, when I get as quiet as I can, I'm reminded that Jesus is there with me, guiding me, loving me, helping me. And so if you're like the disciples this week or in weeks to come and you're wondering where Jesus is, you can do what I do. You can take a deep breath. Get as quiet as you can and listen to where Jesus is outside and inside. 
You think you could do that? And I hope we can together. Let us pray. Repeat after me. Dear God, we thank you for showing up even when we don't expect it. And we pray that you help us find you this week. Amen. Till next time, young friends. As we prepare to hear God's word, let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us and use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 36 through 48. Listen for the word of God. Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses the prophets and the psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in, the name, in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, let us pray together again. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. And to that end, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts 
be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It's terrifying stuff when people rise from the dead, or so I've heard. Jesus did everything he could to convince the disciples not to be afraid, to convince them he was flesh and blood, not some ghostly figure. He showed them his hands and his feet. Here, touch me. Feel for yourself. I'm not a ghost. He even asked them for something to eat. Anybody have any food? Any breakfast? He ate the fish right in front of them. Could a ghost do that? Now, once the disciples calmed down a bit, we're beginning to kind of settle into the strange reality that this might truly be Jesus before them. Jesus got down to business. You see, he was not there to explain the mechanics of resurrection. He was not there to provide an itinerary of his whereabouts since Friday. No, Jesus was there once again to teach and commission now, among that terrified band of eleven, they sat with their mouths just agape. But in their confusion, in their terror, in the peace that Jesus proclaimed, Jesus opened their minds to the scriptures that day. And for the first time, they began to put these pieces together. The fulfillment of God's promises throughout Scripture, from Moses, from the prophets, from the Psalms, the fulfillment of all of these promises was sitting in front of them, eating with them. God had been faithful to God's word, and here was proof. And then Jesus said to them, and you, you, you are my witnesses. You are witnesses of these things, the only witnesses. And because of that, because of what you have seen and what you know, you are now ready to proclaim the truth to all nations. Beginning from Jerusalem, it is you. No one else. It is you. You are witnesses of these things, of my living, of my dying, and now of my rising. Now the disciples, they were just beginning to comprehend the truth of his rising, but, but they were well acquainted with his living and his dying. When Jesus showed them his hands and his feet, I'm sure it transported them back to moments they'd seen those same hands and feet at work in the world. After all, it was those hands that had reached out to raise a widow's dead son. Those hands that lifted Jairus' daughter from death to life. Those hands that had blessed little children. When he showed them his feet, he showed them feet that had been kissed 
and anointed by the sinful woman who came in desperation to the Pharisee's house, the feet that carried him from village to village on his way to the cross. You are witnesses of all these things. But the question is, the question is, will you be a witness to all these things? Will my dying and my rising, the work of my hands and my feet, will you be a witness and take this work into your own hands, your own feet? Will you be a witness? It is a question that stretches to us even today. After all, if we claim to be the people of God who have seen the good news of resurrection, who can breathe deeply and sit in quiet and know that Jesus is near, if we are a people who have known the deep love of Jesus Christ, well, we are witnesses too. Aren't we called to be that witness Christ was calling the disciples to be? But it's hard work to be a witness, to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth of God's love. That's a hard thing to do in a world that seems to be an endless supply of pain and suffering. Too often God seems powerless. Too often God seems absent in the face of all of it. One need only turn on the news this past week or this past few weeks to see that pain and suffering on full display. More black and brown lives like Dante Wright and Adam Toledo have been snuffed out at the hands of police. Forty-five mass shootings have taken place in the last month. People are being evicted from their homes at an alarming rate because of this pandemic. Three million people are dead around the globe because of this pandemic. Thousands of refugees, many of them children, are turned away at our border and refused asylum. Violence rages. Racism prevails. The rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. We are living in a world where God seems absent. A world where it is easy, easy to be overwhelmed by the enormity of pain and suffering. Witnesses may cry out, but is anyone even listening? We want to cry out, we want to do something, but too often we turn to platitudes like thoughts and prayers to make ourselves feel like we're doing something because nothing else feels possible or adequate or like it would even matter at all. And yet we hear the words of Jesus in our ears. 
You are witnesses. You are witnesses. I was an important part of God's truth and light entering into a broken world. But so are you. God is still speaking. There is still so much more to be done with this old world. God is still speaking. And you, and you, and you must be a witness to it. You must be the vessel through which God can still work and still speak. But God, where, where do I even begin? What good can I do, Jesus? I am one person. I was recently reminded in our weekly Bible study that though it may be overwhelming to look at the world as only one person, one person can also do an incredible amount of harm. Especially if that one person insists on locking the doors of their own heart and mind. Especially if that one person casually turns a blind eye. Especially if that one person is unwilling to be led by a God who is still speaking. Just this past week, after learning just a little bit more, just a little bit more about the history of slavery and injustice in our country, a friend said to me, you know, you know, Rachel, I, I, I want to understand. I want to understand the crisis of injustice and racism. I, I, I want to be willing, God, I want to be willing to look at my own heart and my own bias, but the more I educate myself, the more I educate myself about issues of racial injustice or the privilege that I have had as a white person, the more uneducated I feel. The more I wonder how I came to be 54 years old and hadn't even thought about these things before. How have I not even thought about these things until now? I guess I'm still a work in progress. I guess that's how it's supposed to be. Yes, beloved. Jesus answered, that is how it's supposed to be. There's still more to be done with this old world. There's still more to be done in you. God is still speaking. And you must be a witness to it. You must, you must, you must be the vessel through which God can still work and still speak. 
Kate Bowler is a professor and theologian at Duke Divinity School. And she wrote a response to the maddening violence and pain and suffering in our world, but she wrote it as a blessing for those trying desperately to be a witness in the world when thoughts and prayers are not enough. She writes, God, I am appalled at the violence and suffering that keeps happening. God, how do I wrap my mind around this? What can be done? God, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Spirit, have mercy. Blessed are we who ask you, God, to free us from the temptation to look away in fear or horror or revert instead to a thoughts and prayers theology that offers the low-hanging fruit of easy condolences but is nowhere near enough. Blessed are we who say, God, I want to stay just a little bit angry, mad enough to keep looking steadily and hold before my eyes the sharp images, the memories, the ugly reality of what has happened. God, save me from inaction that will only make me complicit, a party to the betrayal of others and of you. Blessed are we who say, God, help me, help me form a strategy that targets my gifts, that doesn't overreach what I have to give. Help me bring real comfort to others who are vulnerable. Grant me grace to do this as steady work that dismantles the systems, that mitigates the harm, even as we go, God, where do I start? God, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Spirit, have mercy. There is love in this. God is alive. Magic is afoot. You will be carried. And I said, here am I. Send me. God is still speaking, friends. God is still Speaking, and our hearts and minds and bodies can continue to be a witness to that truth, or they can avoid it and cover it over with thoughts and prayers that will never be enough. But where do I start, God? Where do I start? Today, together, we're going to start with a blessing, like Kate did. Because after rising from the dead, Jesus' first priority was to teach 
and commission to remind the people of God what they had seen and heard and then to send them in the world to be a witness to it. And so today we're going to offer a blessing for the work ahead, whatever that work needs to be in your life. We're going to offer a blessing for the bodies entrusted to our care for the calling God has placed upon them to tell the sacred story of Jesus and his love, to be a witness. Like the hands and the feet of Jesus that loved people back to life and blessed those who the world discarded, we, we are going to bless our hands our feet, our ears, our eyes, our voice, our hearts. To be the witnesses Christ calls us to be. It might feel a little different. This is not typically how we end the preaching moment. But I hope you can trust me that we will be okay. And so whether you are in our sanctuary today or joining us from the comfort of your home, I invite you to participate in our blessing by holding your hands out to receive it. And then by taking your awareness and attention and even your hands to every part of your body that we will bless this day. Let us open our full selves to be the witnesses Christ calls us to be. Loving and embodied God, we bless these many hands open to receive you. May they be a source of healing and hope in this world, caring for the sick, feeding the hungry, reaching out for the vulnerable, and wrapping up the brokenhearted. Merciful God, bless these hands. Loving and embodied God, we bless these many eyes. May they be eyes that do not turn away, but rather eyes that are willing to stare deeply into the injustice and pain of this world with fire and with hope and with compassion and with love. May they be eyes that only ever see the image of God in another. Merciful God, bless these eyes. Loving and embodied God, we bless these many ears. May they be ears open to hearing your word in every corner of the world. May they be ears open to hear the cries of your people who suffer under the oppressive forces of this world. May they be ears open to hear when they've messed up when they've hurt another, when they've been wrong. May they be ears bold enough to tell the mouth, 
enough. It's time to listen. May they be ears open to new ideas that challenge understanding and opinions. May they be ears open to your voice alone. Merciful God, bless these many ears. Loving and embodied God, we bless these many mouths and voices. May they be voices proclaiming, I have seen the Lord each and every day. May they be voices that offer compassion and patience and gentleness and love. May they be voices filled with boldness and with fire when your world needs that most. May they be voices willing to stand down and be quiet so that the voices of the marginalized and oppressed can be lifted up. May they be voices that sing of your love forever. Merciful God, bless these voices. Loving and embodied God, we bless these many feet. May they be feet willing to walk in your way alone, feet willing to stop to help a stranger in need, feet willing to march when your justice demands it. May they be feet willing to walk next door or into the next room to apologize. May they be feet willing to walk into the darkest and most desperate places where you call us to serve. May they be feet that are firm and strong, resting on the promises of God. Merciful God, bless these feet. Loving and embodied God, we bless these many minds. May they be minds hungry for your word and its understanding. May they be minds willing to be opened and changed and made new. May they be minds filled with your grace and your peace. May they be minds centered on you alone. Merciful God, bless these minds. Loving and embodied God, we bless these many hearts. May they be hearts breaking open to experience your world through your heart. May they be hearts that when they break, they break open to even greater compassion. May they be hearts capable of being softened and hearts open to forgive and be forgiven. May they be hearts that are restless until they rest in you. Merciful God, Bless these hearts. Blessed are you, beloved, who have known and seen and encountered the risen Christ. May your life be a witness to his glory. May your body be a vessel of his goodness and mercy in the world.
May the burning of your heart and the action of your life be a witness that God, God is still speaking. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, having received this blessing, we respond by voicing out into the world the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, using the words of witness that have been passed down from generation to generation. So please join me as we affirm our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. Together, let us state what we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Beloved and blessed, Having heard the word read and proclaimed this morning, let us witness the movement of the Spirit among us, calling us and guiding us forward. And as our hymn is offered as a musical response, let us meditate on the ways God is doing this work and calling us forward.
Let us pray once more. Holy One, where do we begin? We have an abundance for which we are grateful, and we have a, an abundance for which we are longing. Creator God, we give you thanks for this day, for all of our days, as the earth around us shifts from browns and grays to greens and explosions of colors, it seems to transform before our eyes from the ground up. We give thanks for the miracle of new life and resurrection constantly surrounding us in these days. We give thanks as we witness what it might mean to be made new, for beauty and life to spring forth from death. Gracious God, we give thanks for our many blessings, for the grace which you lavish upon us day after day and night after night. Grant us the clarity to witness your gifts, bestowed without works and without condition. Loving God, just as we bear witness to creation, to, to life, and to your grace, so too we are witnesses of the broken world around us. We come to you in this time of prayer this morning following another week of traumatizing news. We have been witnesses to both trials and to executions this week, O oh God. We have cried. We have lamented, and we are still grieving. The peace you offers us rattles deep in our bones, and it also feels as though a distant future for which we reach. Comfort us when we realize that our words may not be enough, so that the Holy Spirit may move our embodied faith beyond our own bodies and out into the world. God of resurrection, hear our prayers for the governments of the world and their leaders, for our governments, national, state, and local, our leaders, that they may resist corruption, serve the common good, and recognize the holy image of God in each person they commit to serving. For the church throughout the world, that as we celebrate these 50 days of Easter, we may renew our faith and strengthen our witness in Jesus' name. God of resurrection, hear our prayers for pastors and teachers that they might recognize the risen Christ in word and sacrament and lead your church with wisdom, humility, and courage. We pray for those struggling with unseen battles and for the stranger that they both may receive a place of refuge and hope. For those with illnesses and those in distress that they both may find healing for their pain and comfort beyond words. God of resurrection, we pray for our neighbors that we may have life together in peace, sharing our resources. And God of resurrection, we pray for our enemies that they may receive good things and that we, as your servants, will not return evil for evil. 
God of resurrection, hear our prayers. By the power of the Holy Spirit, make us witnesses and workers for the glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ in the world. The same Jesus Christ who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Blessed are you, beloved, who have known and seen and encountered the risen Christ. May your life be a witness to his glory. May your body be a vessel of his goodness and mercy in the world. May the burning of your heart and the action of your life be a witness that God is still speaking. And friends, as you go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, be with those you are called to love, this day and forevermore. And together we say, Amen. Amen.